you by Hoffman Certified Organics in Huntertown, the only USDA certified organic poultry farm in Indiana. I am your host, Julia Hess. My name is Margaret Vaughn. I'm Sydney Amick. And I'm Kayla Mickelson. Okay, great, good. Um, We've done this about three times, so I should know the format at this point. So we're going to be talking about the global pandemic that is currently affecting us and pretty much destroyed last year's podcast. Um, We haven't touched this room in about eight months, so it's about time to like renew our podcast room and actually make a podcast. So I am with the editors of the yearbook. And we're just here to talk about like the effects of the podcast on school events and just our personal lives in general. So I know last year um, the pandemic really affected the yearbook. So does anyone want to talk about that? Uh, mostly the spring spreads were affected. We had lots of things planned out and like spring sports, we couldn't cover any of that because they weren't happening. So we were left with lots of uh, what we would call blank pages and we had to come up with new ideas on the spot and communicate with everybody at home to try and get photos and stories and come up with new ideas so we could still get out a yearbook. Yeah, just to go off of that, it was just crazy to see everything kind of unfold because this is something that none of us have experienced before. So even for like the students that we were interviewing and you know for the spreads that we were making like I feel like nobody really had the motivation to do it which made it very difficult to finish this book um the 2020 book but overall I feel like it's definitely going to be a book to remember just because It is during a pandemic, and that is not something that happens very often. So this is definitely going to be a hard book. It was, it's a hard book to create, but it's also going to be a very memorable book that I'm just going to look forward to looking back on when I'm older. And it's a, it's a crucial part of history, which is really what matters. Yeah. So get your yearbooks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so talking about like other academic things other than uh, yearbook, has your class has been affected or like your teacher has been affected by this whole pandemic thing? Yeah, I definitely think the teachers definitely have been affected. I live with a teacher. My mom's a teacher. Um, I can tell mentally how hard it is on them. Um, I know Mr. Beckley briefly talked about, you know, his struggles with, you know, doing remote learning in the pandemic on, you know, our mental health, but um, I do think that it has definitely altered the way that we view things and um, definitely not positively, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Because when everything got shut down in March, the teachers, like, immediately had to just transfer all of their um, coursework and material to online access for the students. And even this year, now that we're back in person, with kids getting quarantined and stuff, teachers have to be prepared to provide material for majority of their students that are here, but then also provide alternatives for their students who are quarantined at home. I feel like they have to do double the work because they do the lessons in class in person. And then they'll also have to use whatever free periods they did have or free time to set up students that maybe don't have um, the ability to go to school in person or 
have gotten quarantined. I know that one of my teachers, he has to make a video every single class period for the lessons and he puts them up on Canvas. So he's he's pretty on top of things, but um, uh, I, I feel like it's gonna be a big struggle to connect with the schoolwork. Like last year when we went home, I just, I lost all of my motivation and I feel I feel very sorry for the teachers because they have to figure out how to get all of this done and there's so much pressure on them than there was before and it's like they're raising our generation but now they're like sandwiched in between a pandemic and it's an election year so everything's a little um, divided. Yeah. Intense. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's very intense. Mm-hmm. And. I know teachers have to teach during their prep period, which kind of feels like highway robbery. Like we already underpay our teachers and now we're expecting them to teach for eight hours straight and have smiles on their faces and be like good motivations for all of us. But I also feel bad for kids who like didn't have the option to be here, like Victoria Valentine. She has, she's a recovered uh, leukemia patient. So she had to be home because she's at high risk or kids that like live with high risk people and remotes not fun we all had to live through it so i feel bad for those kids and i feel bad for the kids who don't have an option and have to be here and they might have bad internet or at home or like their parents are making them go so my parents are making me go so are mine so we're all in the same boat um and it's it's a strange world let's just say just strange experience yes Oh, I'm sorry, my voice just squeaked. Um, I was going to say, it's like their whole job profession has been flipped upside down, and they're still expected to give as much and even more than they were before, and it's like nobody has that kind of energy, and they, I don't know how some people aren't already burnt out, you know, Mm -hmm. especially these teachers, because they're putting in so much more work than they had to already. Yeah, I feel like I can't imagine, you know, being a teacher. My mom, you know, I've already briefly talked about my mom being a teacher and everything, but she's continued to stay really positive about everything, um, which is really good. But, you know, being a high school teacher is completely different than being an elementary school teacher. Like you, like you said that they're teaching eight hours a day, you know, they definitely deserve to be pay, paid more. And I like Margaret said, like, I can't believe they're not burnt out at this point, you know, because it's just so much to take in. And as well as with the students, I'm, I'm surprised that all of us have stayed pretty positive. Um, I mean, that's to be discussed, but, um, (laughs) everybody is just, I feel like very happy to be back. Um, even with these restrictions. Yeah. And there's a lot of students that are feeling the burnout from months and months of remote now in school doing eight classes a day. Like, it's a lot for us and a lot for them. So, mm-hmm. um, I know we've all struggled, like, over quarantine. Like, it's not fun. Uh, so, if you guys want to talk about that, you are absolutely welcome to. Um, I had a hard time getting out of bed and booting up my computer to start the day because it felt like 
um, is this even worth it anymore? Like, would it even matter if I just didn't show up to uh, a remote learning meeting? And, like, I definitely was not getting the same out of what I was originally in class and at home now. Um, I feel sorry for people that don't necessarily have the best home situations. I know that mine was pretty okay, and I had a pretty quiet background, so I had the option to focus in. But uh, some people, they they would have to, like, watch their siblings and um, continue to do chores, and it's like, they're still doing school, it's just a little different, and I wish parents were a little more lenient or um, a little more sympathetic towards these students like like us who who are being hit with the brunt because it's like um, we don't have the option to work from home sometimes and like we still have to take in everything at the same pace. Um, it's hard to do two lessons uh, in one day and then do that for every single class because our um, our school schedule is split now so how do you guys feel about that yeah um like I know for me like my parents are pretty understanding but with quarantine like I think a lot of parents not just mine neglected to understand the fact that like we still had school like you said um and so like there was a lot of pressure to like get so much stuff done throughout the day like chores and keep the house clean and well I still had like a couple hours of school on top of that because just because like I wasn't in person didn't mean I wasn't actually participating in school yeah definitely um I was really lucky to have parents that were super understanding of the situation um and I think that like everyone in my house was kind of going through it and like you know my sister had to come home from her freshman year of college so you know, like, everybody just was just, like, in this lump of just terrible moods, and, like, and I, it just felt very depressing for a while, like, it just felt very routine, um, and, like, luckily I was in a house where they were understanding, the house was messy, but, like, we were all happy that we were together, and stuff like that, but I can understand, like, how hard that would be if, if you didn't have that option where parents were just on your on your butt all day to do things as well as school and just the lump of the pandemic on your back yeah for me like i didn't do super hot um i am much better of a student in person like i can actually focus a lot better and my dad's like you shouldn't have anything other Sorry. than a pluses because you can cheat and i was like well our teachers know we can cheat and they've customized their tests and quizzes to make sure that we don't so i didn't do super great obviously but whatever i'm still gonna graduate so i don't really care my grade went down in french like a whole letter just because like um i neglected that class out of my other ones like i was trying so hard to get all of this stuff done and it was much harder to stay organized, I found out, because it wasn't just like, um, I was not presented with the information as I usually am in school, so like, I had to keep track of every single thing, like, all the lessons, and, um, that was just a very hard adjustment for me, and I just couldn't keep up with all of my classes, so, uh, my French grade dropped a letter. Oops. 
Um, my my French teacher was understanding though, like she was adapting too, and she understood that it was hard. She she tried her best to be nice about it and like try and keep us all on top of things, but it was definitely easy to see that um, people were tired. Yeah. I had chemistry over remote, which is never great. Like yeah. chemistry is not good on its yeah. own. No, yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. No. Um, I mean, and like, I met my boyfriend in chemistry, but, like, other than that, ew. Gross. I don't like it. No. Um, and it was just, it's hard not to have labs and, like, be in class to see stuff and see examples and videos. And he was like, there's videos linked. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch them. I know that. Like, I don't have the motivation. I, like, just fully lost all motivation to do school. Mm-hmm. And I had summer school, and I was, like, one of the first people to enter this building and, like, have school. And it was the weirdest experience of my life, was, but I'm very glad I did that. <laughs> was summer school easier than remote learning for that short portion? Um, so for my first semester, I had remote school learning or, like, summer school. And I had econ. If you think I paid attention in econ, you're out of your mind. Econ's gross and boring. But I had to be in that class because um, you can use your resources, obviously. But um, I then our second semester was in the building, and I had government, and that was much, much more engaging, and I felt super, super motivated, and I got an A plus by the end of it because I had not like had that stimulus in so long that it was like unique and a fun experience and like I got to see people and my friend on the first day hugged me and I said get away from me because it's the pandemic but like I appreciate it thank you <laughs> I was like thank you Kyle Bartnick but like you oh need my a gosh, backup Kyle. I was like you need a backup but I do appreciate it anyway yeah I definitely feel like very I felt very deprived of human interaction um very deprived and it was like starting to really get to me um I feel like anybody in here could agree but like I feel like all of us in here are kind of introverted kind of observed that um so like I was like oh quarantine's gonna be amazing like I'm not gonna see sorry (laughs) I'm not gonna see anybody but like it got to the point where I was like if I'm by myself for another day I'm just gonna I'm just gonna explode. I like, felt like sorry. No, you're fine. Okay. I felt like a dog. You know how they like bark at anyone that walks by yeah. just because they're so deprived. <laughs> yes. I felt like that just because it was like it was like my love language is touch. So I love getting hugs and like cuddling with my friends. And like obviously I could not do that, and I still can't. Like like I can do high fives again. And I'm so happy about it. But um, in the pandemic, I was excited when we started because I was just like finally I don't have to deal with people and I don't have to worry about like getting sick like I was so worried that it was going to be a seventh grade situation all over again I went to Maple Creek and this kid named Mason had hand foot mouth disease and like half the people in our grade got it because he wouldn't wash his hands when he went to the bathroom and I was just I was so upset about it and I was just like I don't want it to be a repeat of this where it's just like just because one person is careless everyone else is affected by it yeah and so like I was excited to head home and like know that I was in a safer environment but I also struggled so much mentally it was just so different from anything and like the only interaction I had was going to work and it wasn't required to wear masks at my my job so I asked to not go in for the first 
two months because like I my dad's high risk I couldn't risk that and I and my work was understanding thankfully but um once I came back the mask mandate was still not in order and some people it was not required by our store because we're a small local store and um we we still wanted like the business that we could get because big box stores had the mask mandates on their stores but um uh people would come in and most of them wouldn't be wearing masks and I felt very un unprotected and I feel like nowadays since it's been what uh four or five months maybe since the mask mandate um people have been a lot more like lenient or um like some people will still come in without them and I have to say you can't shop here without it now but um like they'll get upset at me and they'll yell and it's like it's been happening for a while so which i think in itself is like a whole other thing because if you're a high schooler working at a job you're probably not going to be a manager you're probably not going to be very serious about your job and then you get this person that comes in and literally screams at you because you asked them to put a mask on but you're just this tiny teenager girl teenager boy girl (laughs) um that just that just doesn't deserve to get yelled at by some Karen you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's a whole nother thing because it makes you feel so low and depressed because you're like I'm just trying to do my job I'm trying to do my job Mm -hmm. in a pandemic and it's like you want everybody to be a little more understanding Yeah. yeah that's how I feel about school um people don't wear their mask properly or just refuse to wear it at all and it makes me so violently angry. It's my job to come to school. I'm not choosing this. You have to wear one. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And um, there's plenty of people who like try to fight teachers on it. And I'm like, dude, we have to wear them. Just put it on. Or it's- like wear it under their nose. And it's yes. Like, that oh. defeats the whole purpose. purpose. And sometimes I feel like it's being drawn out way longer than it could be. Like, obviously, it's going to happen for a while, maybe even two years. But I feel like if everybody would like get over their personal qualms about it and just put it on correctly we could like um you know advance our progress a little more yeah the sooner most people start to like participate in wearing masks and not complain about it like the sooner it'll be over with Yeah. yeah especially if those things are you know scientifically proven to help i don't understand why people can't just do what the health officials are saying you know like the sooner we do the things that we're being told to do the sooner that this is all going to be over which you know it's terrible yeah but we all are in school now because we're currently in the recording room (laughs) so now that we're like in the middle of a pandemic in the building how has that like kind of affected and shaped your schooling and senior year my personal perception of people has shifted a lot like i know everybody has their political views and as seniors we can voice them more openly than in other classes because we have classes like gov or econ and um like in ap lane we have current event discussions where we discuss like what's happening but um, today we were discussing like has our civil have our civil liberties been infringed upon and um, just like discussions like that um, some classes are not as respectful as others towards different opinions but um, it's it's very clear now to see like 
who cares more about like themselves rather than like for common good you could say um like some of my friends they have been very vocal about hating wearing masks and it's like I I don't view it as much different from like wearing a seatbelt you know or like wearing those wristband thingies when you're on a field trip yeah you know it's like they're necessary to keep organized keep safe yeah together some um somebody in our group discussion in ap lang today when we were talking about the civil liberties brought up a really good analogy saying that um you know cigarettes were banned in public places because um it was better for the public health and that was just kind of like a universal thing like all around the world and i thought just like to myself like that could be if everybody viewed it in that same way it would be fine because i feel like we're just choosing sides at this point like you're either this person or you're that person but like what we're trying to do you know like social distance mask mandate is for the public good it's for the public health we're just trying to to do our best and i don't understand why it's it's so divided and i feel like I can't look at some of my friends the same way anymore just because I agree just because it's they just have I I'm not gonna say their opinion is wrong because that's not true but you know just like the way that it's just so careless about everything and it it just truly has changed my perspective oh yeah I have to, like it's just make it's just made me sad like to hear some of the things that people are saying like people who have been getting quarantined like obviously that sucks like i'm i know i'm eventually going to be quarantined at some point by sitting next to somebody who has tested positive and like i'm dreading that day but i understand that it's necessary to keep the rest of the students at school safe if i were to get sick from it um and spread it but people who like are like don't go to the nurse or don't stay home if you're sick because then people have to quarantine don't get tested because if you test positive people have to quarantine and it's like no like it sucks like i get it but it's gonna suck more if like everybody gets sent home and if people end up getting really really sick because we were careless and didn't do the Mm -hmm. i think yeah i one of my friends her brother has had to quarantine twice because he sat by someone and they got sick and then my friend sat by someone and that someone got sick and they tested positive and then they came to school and it's like I don't understand why why you are so careless but um the friend took the right precautions and she lost her sense of uh taste so her family had to quarantine and it's like that sorry her sibling has to quarantine again and like he's not complaining a lot about it because he understands like it's for the common good and um, some people, I don't think they are as understanding as they could be. Definitely not. Um, sorry for the background noise. We're in between two classes. So. Yeah. yeah, I do think that, like, I just, I just feel like there's no respect from the others. Like, for me, the pandemic is very scary. Like, my dad is really high risk. So um, is mine. Yeah, high five. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> So, like, I take it very seriously, but there's some people in my class that, you know, don't feel the same way as I do, um, and I feel very alienated, like, I just feel so not respected when they do things that make me uncomfortable, um, 
Whereas, like, if they felt that way and I felt indifferent, I would do everything possible to make them comfortable so that they wouldn't have such a tough learning environment, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the arguments I've been hearing a lot, like, in our current event discussion about COVID-19, sorry, is, um, uh, this boy brought up this argument and he's like well I know the risks and it's isn't it my choice to wear the mask and um like I get in the United States it's very like open-ended and like you have the right to do whatever you deem but um in cases like this it's not that black and white situation and you can't necessarily say I have the right to put other people at risk like just because you're okay with putting yourself at risk doesn't mean you're not affecting the person you check out at with the grocery store with or the person you sit next to on the metro that's one thing that like i've just struggled to like understand the other side's like point of view of like not wearing a mask because i just feel like it's been repeated multiple times by like um, public health officials and just like in the news that like asymptomatic people can spread it and lots of people are like oh i'm not sick like I don't have to wear a mask or I'm not high risk like it doesn't matter but it's like you are very capable of spreading it to somebody else which is why the mask wearing is so important because like most people who are sick are going to stay home obviously there are some people who are sick who still choose to go to school or to go out in public but most people would stay home it's about the asymptomatic people that don't have any symptoms that are going to go out and spread it because they don't know that they have it yeah for sure okay So, we only have a couple minutes left, so if there's any lingering thoughts or opinions that you'd like to share, please, Um, you're welcome. I don't know who listens to this necessarily, but um, I would just like to say thank you for listening, and also, please be respectful to other people's ideas, even if they are not respectful to yours. Um, Oh my gosh, they're yelling in the background, sorry. It's all good. And also, uh, know that... um, if you're choosing to put the common good before yourself, you might be saving lives. And that is a very good thing. So, Yes, us four are very pro-mask, very stay-at-home, don't go out. And I don't li- necessarily know why there's even the argument of pro-mask and anti-mask. <laughs> We're pro-mask, though. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Don't call from people, preferably. Don't sneeze. Don't take off your mask to cough. I've seen that. Don't take off your mask to talk, either. Yeah. Um, and stay home if you're sick. Yeah. Please. Also, it's okay to be mentally ill right now. Oh, yeah. All of us are going through something very traumatic. So just keep that in mind. If you're not feeling very well mentally, that is A-okay. This is actually something called generational trauma, and I researched about it earlier. Um, events like this that affect a whole generation for a, an extended period of time or even like a month it can be very taxing on the mental health like 9-11 was only one day but constantly everyone during that time that was alive remembered what they were doing where they were just because it was so traumatic to their to the country and like that that event is the case for other people too like like in japan when those bombs were dropped by our country not a good choice but um like that's that's a whole nother issue but um like they were all affected by it and so in japan the culture was kind of like leave behind the old and start up with the new and it's like sometimes you have to recognize that it's okay to like 
hold on to the past and it's okay to be affected by it as long as you keep moving forward yes. yeah and you're allowed you're allowed to be sad and you're allowed to be angry at this pandemic and you're allowed to be upset with people not making the correct decision or the right decision in your opinion you're allowed to feel those feelings just please don't hurt people and like call from people and cause people bodily harm and don't yell at cashiers if they ask you to put on a mask and especially don't, if they're young teenage girls yeah don't do that yeah. and or teenage boys yeah don't yeah, inject just doing their job yeah don't inject bleach don't listen to your president in that regard you can <laughs> yeah. listen to him don't, and don't take your clorox gummies yeah don't do that <laughs> what all right don't bathe yeah don't do that please all right so uh we appreciate you listening and Please visit our sponsor, Hoffman Certified Organics at Fort Wayne Farmers Market or shop online. Um, t- tell us you heard the podcast. This has been Julia. This has been Margaret. Sydney Amick. And Kayla. And we are the Charger Online Podcast. Thank you.